On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Keith Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. So for anybody else that lives in Dallas, Texas, you can probably agree 100% with me that our weather is drunk all the time lately. <laughs> like, you straight up have to wake up in the morning like, oh, and go put sweats on. By lunchtime, you got, like, shorts on, and by 5 o'clock, you're covering up from the hailstorm that's, like, killing your house and cars. Mm. And um, we got Jenny, Zach, and Matt, and then I'm going to let Jenny introduce our guest as well. That's right. Hey, everybody. Uh, so we have the Dapper Diplomat. Uh, also known as Julian Lever here yes. today. <laughs> so I am so excited because you guys, I've uh, interviewed Julian on several in several different platforms in several different ways, but we've never had the time to really dive deep into his content. So welcome, Julian. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So tell us a little. Okay, give us like the quick synopsis of of who you are and, and what you do for those of you who are not familiar. Yeah. So the Dapper Diplomat um, is basically my vehicle to communicate to um, young people, old people, anybody really looking to up their personal brand Mm -hmm. um, and take their brand to the next level. Um, And we kind of talk about a variety of different things, communication, networking, travel, grooming in attire, um, and then, of course, personal brand. Well, and so here's the thing that I really love about Julian, and I think that's why we connected initially. You guys, he's very, okay, so he's very updated and modern, but his values, to me, seem very old school, Ooh. which I which I, I think is what attracted me to him. Mm-hmm. It, like, okay, good, I can get this, I can get on board with this. And so um, we've done interviews in the past about etiquette, um, about the royal family, about the way the royals do things, about having a tea party. That and outfit also, on that episode was on point. Well, <laughs> yes. thank you. It's all all about the top hat. Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. <laughs> All about the top So that was on Morning Dose. I've interviewed him on Fox <laughs> 4 before. Um, but so, so it's a lot of, and he also does work, you guys, with students. Like if they are trying to get into these prestigious schools and they've got these big interviews coming up, um, he does a lot of that. And then also education for professionals. So we just thought he was the perfect person to bring on to kind of help enhance our audience's experience and, and teach us a thing or two. And what we're going to do, we're, we're going to get to know Julian a lot more in the third segment. Just the third segment's been dedicated strictly to just, you know, why is he somebody that is worth giving his expertise on this, right? So you can get to know who he is and, and where he comes from. And what we're going to do on this episode, though, is the first and second segment, uh, if you go look up Dapper Diplomat, he actually, uh, you know, has a blog and puts out posts and things, and they go all over the place. And so we actually took two of his 
And we're going to do both of them on the second shot and go over those today, which we thought would be really fun because Jenny's always reading them and sending them to me as well, and we are. So uh, we'll turn over to Zach, get the first one going, and then let you talk about it. Let's talk about some of these things that you got putting out there. We Absolutely. Have, we have had Julian's articles on the show before. Uh, we've actually a couple which times talked about your Which is such an honor. Thank yeah. you guys thank you. so yeah, much. Yeah. Hey. I really appreciate <laughs> that people are using lightly. my content. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Uh, we don't just pick articles off the internet, all right? These things yeah. are, are hand-chosen. You research these yes. things. Yes. Exactly. Uh, I've never had to read a headline for an article with the writer of the article sitting here, so no pressure. It's fine. I'm not going to freak out about it. Six things to do today to up your reputation. The question is, how can you improve your personal brand today? There's a lot of talk surrounding personal brand. While some of it centers on your actions, the majority centers on the outward symbols of status you convey. Who are you wearing? What are you doing? Where are you going? We believe in the basics and bringing the personal brand back to its actual center of the person. But when people are talking about you, what do you want them to say? And there are six points here. Um, I'm not sure the best way to go about this. Do we Just start read the reading points. points? Yeah, read, read the, the points, points and then we can discuss. And then we'll break them down. All right. Well, number one, actions match words. Number two, follow through on promises. Number three, watch your temper. Number four, please and thank you. Number five, practice empathy. And number six, go out of your way. And I'm so anxious to dig into this. Julian, uh, Heath, shoot. I don't know. Who do we yeah, who do we okay, go first? So yeah. I, I want to hear about this, this first one, actions match words. Go in a little bit deeper in terms of what you mean by that. Well, I mean, I think, first of all, to jump into like bringing the personal brand back to being personal again, mm -hmm. right? We are surrounded by social media, right? Mm -hmm. We were talking about it even mm -hmm. before we started. And just we're bombarded with all of this information about where people are and what they're eating and who they're wearing and what they're doing. But we don't ever think about our personal brand being our actions, mm. right? Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 just yeah. like what you were saying attracted me to you. That is the personal brand, uh -huh. right? It's not what I'm wearing. It's not that sometimes I have a bow tie on or a top hat. Right. It's when right. you're at the, it's when you're at the grocery store, store, and do you say thank you? And if somebody's being bad, like if say the person's being slow, or you get mad at them, or do you have empathy? Exactly. Mm. And right? people see that, and it's it's about saying thank you, right? And it's just about okay, talking the talk, but also walking the walk. I think this is okay. This is so key mm -hmm. because you're right. Social media right now is so big on like, oh, are you the light and airy Instagram feed? <laughs> yes. Are you the black and white, white? Instagram yes. feed? Ooh. Exactly. You know, are you like the bold print crazy? Are you the like crazy mom always showing their kids being <laughs> bad feed? But but that's I really really like that point. So um, so basically hone in on being being your actual self. Your actual self. But okay. I also think like at the end of this little section, I was also talking about owning it when you make a mistake, mm -hmm. right? And I think that kind of was was my initial thrust mm -hmm. here was having your actions match your words. And if especially in a professional setting, we make promises all the time, right? Oh, I'm going to get this to you by this time. I'm going to do this by this time. I'm going to which is my biggest pet peeve, you, by the way. Mm -hmm. Right? My Making biggest promises pet peeve. like mm. that. Like, like, yeah. like, look, look. Here's the thing. Tell me, it, I'm not going to get it for seven truth. days, mm -hmm. and let me be mad right now that it's going to take seven days and get it to me on the sixth, and I'm going to be happy as I'll get up. But you tell me, exactly. In four days, and it's there on the fifth. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. No, I agree. And so it's all about kind of under promising and over delivering. I agree. Oh. 
And that that's this old school that you talk about with him, right? right? This that's is why that I like modern, Julian. I'm also yeah. a thousand years old, exactly. Julian. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah, this this is that this is that modern with the old school because it this is. is some old school principles and going look, social media is not at all because it still does matter the way you treat the person at the grocery store. It does. It still one hundred percent matters. Whenever Brett Favre was inducted into the Green Bay Hall of Fame, um, it was one of the interesting things was that it was one of the first times that the janitors and all of that were asked to be there. And they spoke because that how much they loved him because mm-hmm. Brett Favre every day like knew every one of the janitor's names, knew every one of the, the all of the people at the stadium's name. He would literally spend time on the field with the stadium workers and stuff. And, you know, that's part of the reason why so many people fell in love with him, right, and had a passion because he actually knew all of the people named that mm-hmm. none of the other people took advantage of knowing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And he could keep himself humble. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I like that you said took the advantage of yeah. knowing because it's not like, oh, wow, look how nice he is. He is talking to a custodian. Yeah. No, took the advantage, advantage of having that relationship. I like yes. the way you phrased that. I okay, so that. so that kind of covers the follow through on promises. Mm-hmm. Watch your temper. right tempers 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 i think the thing here for me is really about the art of the pause okay i use the art of the pause all the time and it really is just about stopping before you speak it's really that simple it really is and honestly it's really kind of what i also call active listening right which wait for it is just listening. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. So, so you're saying we need to I'm listen. We just need to listen. And if we don't listen and we just jump to conclusions mm-hmm. and we're just moving so fast through a conversation, you're just, you're going to lose your temper because they're not you're not listening to them and they're not listening to you. So there's a total lack of understanding. Exactly. Yeah. Do, do you think there's a problem in today's world with people thinking with um, in asking questions, they really don't care about to kind of do the whole like listening thing. Absolutely. And and it's like that's worse. It is way like, worse. Like if you don't care about it, <laughs> just, just don't ask. Don't engage with it because it's exactly. very clear. <laughs> it comes off when you're asking questions you don't care about because you are supposed to. Yes. It, just be silent. Yes. You know. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being silent. Right? Yes. Like, I, I feel like all of our grandmothers said, just don't say anything if you don't have anything nice to <laughs> yes. say. This is basics, right? It's bringing <laughs> so it back true. to the basics, but we don't talk about this anymore, mm-hmm. right? And the problem is, is, is kind of we were talking before about, like, this millennial generation, I think, gets a bad rap mm-hmm. for all of these behaviors that they don't do, but no one actually taught them how to do them. Yeah. So it's not their fault. I always say the parents are the ones complaining, but I go, you're the ones who raised them. You're the one who put <laughs> yeah. them in the back of a car, yeah. right? To go from event to event to event to event to event, and you skipped dinner. And so now these kids, mm-hmm. the only way they know how to communicate is when the television is not working, they want to throw a fit. Or when they don't have the food that they want, they know how to throw a fit. They don't know how to have a back and forth conversation. Mm-hmm. That I really, I really hope that that starts to become a trend. That people start to come back to family dinner and, and dinner, and come back to you know, because our daughter is not even two years old. But I know the way it is with my girlfriends who, you know, who have older kids. The activities go until six, seven, eight at night. Mm-hmm. There is no more respect for the family culture and the family structure. And so you're really up against being the one parent who says, no, you know what? We have dinner at home every night. 
during yes. the week. And I hope that by the time Brighton's older, that what you just mentioned, that trend starts to flourish mm-hmm. and that people come back to that structure that, that we grew up with and that I very much appreciate. And I think you have to be intentional about that, mm-hmm. right? Like sometimes yeah, you do, No, you have to. You, you have absolutely to. have to. And, and if you're the only one that's out there doing it, maybe somebody else will be like, oh, mm-hmm. like they seem really yeah. happy. Like, guess what? They have dinner every single day together as a family. Yep. And they're teaching the lessons that need to be taught about all at of these things table. at the table. Yeah. The right. only place to learn them. Otherwise, they're, you know, 17 years old and you're thinking, uh-oh, we, we have we no manners. big, big <laughs> trouble. What about you? Okay, so, so Zach and Matt. Your, oh. What would be, well, because we're, we're, we're oh, getting yeah. right there. What, yeah. what no, would sorry. be your, uh, out of all of the one, the one more topic on here that you would think out of the points mm-hmm. is the most important on that six? Yeah, I think it's practice empathy, actually. Um, and, and practicing empathy is really just about connecting your head and your heart, okay? Like just imagine that there's a line between the two of them, right? And I think sometimes we're so in our head um, that we just completely shut off the heart piece, mm. right? Or vice versa, okay? Mm-hmm. Because when we're all heart. You're we're right. all heart. Yeah. You're all heart, mm-hmm. but yeah. you're not making any logical decisions. That's I think true. every human is equipped to make logical and emotional decisions simultaneously while processing through that whole whole thing. And by practicing that, okay. it's going to make you a better person. And that's stopping and pausing. That kind of like it the is. other is just kind of pausing and, and realizing what state you're in. Yeah. Are you in your head or are you in your heart at the moment? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and then reacting appropriately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Because maybe you're fired up about something and you're about to lose your temper. But if you pause... You aren't going to have to apologize. Right. Right. Right? Like you're not going to have a resentment. You're not going to carry this thing around and it's going to ruin the rest of your day. And this is something that we that can be learned, correct? It can. I mean, All of this can be learned. Not naturally. Some people are naturally really have the ability to have empathy and mm-hmm. to see somebody's side. And some people really struggle with that. They do. But it sounds like the pause would be the first step it at is. least. Yeah. yeah. Just pause. Well, I, I like that. This is th- this was a good first segment to get into. We've got an eight things coming up next. It's going to be um, some pretty interesting stuff. And like I said, you can go look up the Dapper Diplomat and get more on it as well. But we'll be back in a minute for the second segment of Second Shot. He makes up words. She translates them. Heath and Jenny host more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. To all of my friends in the great state of Texas, if you have not taken advantage, I have a way to save you a ton of money. I have saved over about $3,000 in the last year, and I have no hassle. Go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code Second Shot. Now listen, promo code Second Shot, and you're going to get a free month just for signing up and saving a ton of money. So don't be crazy. Stop sitting around talking about is this the real deal, and go do it right now. Energy Ogre. .com promo code second shot in a free month. Thanks. Go get it now. Run. Ready? Aim. Fire. Second shot is back for another round on RNCN. Though Dapper Diplomat was getting a good laugh over the um 
um, he makes up words and and she translates them. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's just that the producers of this show know us yeah. so well. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Amazing. You got the guy who's really bad at grammar marries the journalist. And it's it makes so no sense. Hey, it's yeah. a beauty. You know, like absolutely the strengths and the weaknesses yes. combined. Yes, Boom. exactly. We live in a complicated world. Everybody has a person. All right. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So the next headline for this segment, another dapper, 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 diplomatic article. Dapler. I almost had it. We now liked I'm your name until it became a tongue twister. Uh, <laughs> eight, <laughs> eight ways to make others feel appreciated. Dale Carnegie mm. literally wrote the book on how to get others to like you and do what you want. The book is how to win friends and influence people. For those of you playing at home, you'll find one of the best parts of this book is the insight into how humans respond to feeling appreciated. You can do it easily every day with these eight simple approaches. Number one, I'm proud of you for. That's a quote, of course. Number two, how'd you do it? Number three, tell me more. Number four, social media shout out. It's not a quote, just a suggestion of action. Number five, don't let them brush off compliments. Mm. I, I suffer from this a lot. Mm. Number six, <laughs> show genuine interest. Number seven, meaningful gifts. And number eight, give an outstanding introduction. I'm really anxious to dig into this. I love this. Oh, I was so excited yeah. when I saw really? this um, article that Julian had put out because I kind of thought, oh, I'm pretty good at making people feel appreciated. And I looked at this list and I thought, you know what? I really could stand to work on a couple of these. Mm. So so what, what are kind of your favorites? What do you want to start with? I mean, I think let's start with how'd you do it? Right, mm -hmm. like as a first, okay? Because this kind of goes back to what we were talking about before in listening, okay? The only way to make someone feel appreciated is to listen to them, mm. right? What's also amazing about that is that when you listen, you gain some knowledge, right? So yeah. how'd you do it? The person who came before you, I always say like, People are, are are asking all the time about mentorship, mm -hmm. right? Like, how do I find a good mentor? Right. How are we, true, all these true. things, right? Well, guess what? Just go start asking some questions. Stop asking people to be your mentor, okay? Because if they don't have what you want, then they're not the right person for you. But they'll tell you how they did it because people love to tell their story. Yep. That's why journalists have jobs. Exactly. <laughs> no, that's why there's a and whole love, industry yeah. about asking people questions. Yeah. And wouldn't you say, too, it's that true. one of the best ways to find a mentor is whatever your skill set is, go find somebody mm -hmm. that could use your skill set and say, hey, can I come do my skill set for you for free? And put out, you know, offer something like that. And guess what? They'll be a lot more willing to want to say, hey, yes. Um, when you say, can, I, can you give me some mentorship? They're going to be a lot more willing to do it when you've already given them some value and you've done something for them, not asking for them to help you. you. You're saying, what can I, this is something I can maybe do for you. Yeah. Is this a pain point you have that I could take off your back? Exactly. I love that. And it kind of comes naturally, too, once you have built a relationship with somebody, right? Once you've listened mm -hmm. to them, then, then there's a greater sense of, oh, they have an interest in me. I have a vested interest in helping them or exactly. kind of sharing what I've done. I have, I have to say that I appreciate story. the Dale Carnegie because I, I, I don't know about you. I think that book is going to be the most, the most timeless. Like the, that book, I don't care who you are in 10 generations from now, that book is going to be relevant. It is because it's about humans. Yes. And nothing about humans is changing. Absolutely. Yes, other things are changing around us, technology and things are yeah. moving at a mm -hmm. much faster pace, et cetera. But humans don't change that much, mm -hmm. right? The understanding of humans is very basic. Talking yeah. about how to win friends and influence yes, people. Exactly. Yes. Close second, the yeah. Bible. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I think jumping yeah. into like my oh, second. That. Oh, Jenny. 
<laughs> Jumping into my second favorite one on here is don't let them brush off compliments. Okay. What do you mean by that? Right. Oh yeah. I mean by people. You you give a compliment and they say, oh, well, thank you, but really it was so and so, right? Mm -hmm. But you know that it was that person who did that work, Mm -hmm. who put in the effort. But then they kind of self-deprecate a little bit, or maybe there's a little bit of insecurity there. Um, And if you, as the person who's giving the compliment, can help them stop and say, no, 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 please take this compliment. It's coming from this place. This is the work that you did. That's interesting. And you can help build their confidence level Mm -hmm. because you're listening again. Yeah, because that's so true because there has been times that I can think of when people have kind of come back with that second statement there and that makes a massive difference it does yeah they stop and they're like oh no 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 no! you don't get off the hook for doing a good job (laughs) yeah that's huge right yeah because we don't hear that many compliments that often and it's interesting because i i actually have a new employee and um and i'm a huge compliment giver yeah because i like to let people know that they have done a good job it's really important to me because it wasn't ever done for me in the past Mm -hmm. and so this girl who works for me, she is lovely, but she hates receiving compliments. And so it really is about like using the strategic compliment to make her feel really good right when when she maybe isn't at her best. Okay. Okay, that's good. That's an interesting thing that you're working through then yeah. with having an employee and learning from what you had had or hadn't received yes, in the past. Absolutely. And now giving it to Your her. Your former employees teach you how to do it and how to not do it. And I can connect a lot with this one because I'm I'm this person. Like I don't like opening gifts in front of people. Mm. You are so this person. I have the Zach. weirdest yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like thing it's the oddest it. thing. But you're yeah. right. Like when somebody sticks with it and comes back again and says, No, no, real talk. Like really, you killed it and you did a great job. Like it really it matters, even though I have anxiety about it. Like it, it matters more. And later, when I'm thinking about it, because I'm that kind of person, and I think yeah. about these things, um, those are the people that really stick out. Those are the people that like, I really that is, want to put in the effort. For. That is the minority. Mm-hmm. The minority of the people come back with it like yeah. that, right? So, so mm-hmm. minority of the compliments are that. So it means more to people. It does. And I love it that you said you take it away and then you think about it. Oh, always. Because the people who don't like these compliments, they are a lot more in their head, right? Right. And so a little bit more introverted, but it really does mean something yeah. in the long run big time it's yeah. huge yeah definitely mm. i have to tell you number four is one of my favorites on the list a social <laughs> media shout out social i love media to shout give a social out. media shout out yeah. for uh, yes. in fact i just gave one to to julian this oh, is that modern you. part of Ju- uh, of the dipper da- of the dipper da- da- the dipper we're gonna get it we're, we're, gonna, gonna, we're just gonna call it the dd it'll be good well then you're driving us around all weekend hey you know i'm navigating you through life thank you for that you're welcome yeah i think a social media shout out is so important and i think it can feel really special to have somebody be recognized in that way it really can and especially when it's a business account Mm -hmm. right like there's a huge kind of recognition in that it's another thing that makes people feel really uncomfortable a hundred percent just like receiving these compliments like that is the ultimate compliment to say something on there but um it really goes a long way and also in our culture now it's really important to do yeah, well, because then it's it's almost like you're complimenting them in front of all Everyone. the people who like you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a very interesting dynamic, isn't it? 
Yes. It's, it's a very human thing from mm-hmm. any kind of social media brand to be like, hey, this one person matters to us. And uh-huh. like, all of you should, you know, know that. You should like, really pay really attention. Cool. Yeah. 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 It's a big thing. Exactly. And yeah. I, I do believe in those being limited, right? Like if you're doing uh, it all the time, then it's a little bit more difficult, right? To know what's important and what's not. Then it just seems like, oh, they just will post with anybody. With whoever. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, totally. Um, they hang out with everybody. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And, and I wanted to pivot before we, we run out of time, just about giving an outstanding introduction. Oh, yes. Talk about it. Okay. Because this is the number one way to make people feel really, really incredible. Mm-hmm. And it's all about introducing them in the most dynamic way possible. Okay. Okay. So doing your research about the people that you're going to meet and the people that you know and introducing them um, really in an incredible way. And you take three or four facts, let's say about you, right? And I would introduce you. Hi, this is Jenny and she is an award-winning journalist and she does this really amazing podcast and she has the most beautiful baby. (laughs) Da, 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 da. Okay. I like it. Yes, that <laughs> right? makes me feel great. <laughs> two so and so who if and if you know the other person mm-hmm. and you're making an introduction between two people, then you tell some interesting facts about the other person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you can walk away. And then let them And you let them do whatever they need to do. Right? This is like networking like 5.0 right okay because it's making you instead of like worrying about your own network it's totally selfless and you become kind of a connector networker babe that is me yeah <laughs> it is you <laughs> i know well not i'm not <laughs> being like oh i'm awesome but i am never can tell people about myself but i do love to, to tell people, people about, about other people <laughs> yeah yeah but it's so true and so then you kind of the, connect them but then they remember who connected them. Yeah, and then it grows your influence in a totally different way. But do you know why a lot of people can't do that? Because they don't listen. Because they don't listen and they really don't care about people enough to know who it is that they're talking to. Exactly. That's the truth. It is the truth. And that's the problem with today because these people that say, well, I can't ever remember names. You just don't care that much. Yeah. You're, you're not, not making the effort. Yeah. This I, is like, babe, before we go to a dinner, we'll, I'll, I'll be Googling like the, the husband and wife or yes. be reminding myself like, okay, wait, what? They just went on a trip. Let's mm-hmm. make sure and ask them about, they went to France or they went to such and such a place. And um, we were just Actually doing take the, the time yeah, to so do that, it. So that we know, okay. And if there are like, cause sometimes it's a new friend. I mean, like you just met and it's like, oh, they have kids. Let's figure out what, what are their ages of their kids or what school do they go to? Or maybe we know some people they know or something like wow. that. I don't know. That's exactly. Exactly. Sort of I like gotta a step basic. up my pre-dinner game. Well, no, I mean, well, I, I mean, I should. No, yeah, that's, that's totally. But it's honestly, in the best way. It's honestly, if you, but if you, if you, if you care about knowing others more, yeah, they will care about talking about you more. Exactly. So you, I mean, it's just how it is. It is. And if you can find like that little nugget that of commonality, it totally changes the entire situation, right? Mm-hmm. And and the thing too is also about the person being introduced. Yeah. And they have to then play the game too, yeah. right? I call it the conversation ball, right? Yeah. Okay. Like you have yeah. to, I have the ball and I threw it to you with my question, right? And then you answered and then you have to throw it back. Like you can't pop the ball. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah, the yeah, popping the ball is I like, like the sports what's analogy. my yeah. question, yeah. right? Like what's my question? Da, 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 da. And the way to pop the ball is yes. Yes. And that's it. No follow-up question. No, like, additional information. Like, could you give me something? Like, if you're going to pop the ball, I'm out. 
Does, yeah. it, does everybody have a friend like that, or is that just me? No, 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 We definitely do. And if you're taking them yes. to an event, you have to take a third friend. Yeah. To be oh, like, oh, oh my gosh, I have to go to the bathroom right now because like I can't handle this. For those of you out there listening who are thinking, I don't have a friend like that, you're that friend. You're yeah. that yeah. new friend. We apologize. You need to go and read some blogs because you need to make sure and not be that friend. Exactly. On the third segment coming up, we're going to get into know you a little bit more and how you got here and how you ended up writing all this great content. We'll be back in a minute on third segment of second shot. Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Heath and Jenny still to come. Ignorance on fire, a journey of failing your way to success. It is time for you to finally go get my book. You can get it in a hard copy. You can get it through reading it on your iPad or your Kindle. And you can also get it with this beautiful redneck voice of mine in audiobook style at audible.com or anything like that. So amazon.com, you can download the Kindle or paper, and you can get it on the audiobook style. You've been hearing us talk about it forever, and you've been trying to sit there and tell your friends, I'm going to get it one day. Today is the day. Go get it. And it will change your life. Get after it today. Ignorance on Fire, a journey of failing your way to success, written by none other than myself. Thank you, love you, and go pick it up today. Stop. Go. Now. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot on RNCN. He went to the Washington School of Protocol. And now he is here with us. <laughs> Julian Lieber, I'm learning some fun facts about you. And I'm almost, yes. you know, after that after that lesson about introductions, I'm going back and thinking, I hope that my introduction... We did not do a good job of introducing him. I hope him. that my introduction at the beginning was good because I don't know that I fully... I mean, you have so much to your resume and to your background. So, um, you guys, when I first met him, he was working at The Mansion. If you're in Dallas, you know what I'm talking about. But this is, to me, one of the places that really is... The the spot for formal affairs, for when you mm-hmm. really want to dress up and look nice. So talk about that experience there and sort of, um, you know, how that all came to this business. Yeah. So I, um, I actually started out wanting to be a diplomat. So mm-hmm. I got my degree in international studies um, and I always wanted to go be in the State Department. Um, and then I needed to kind of put myself through college, actually. Mm-hmm. And so I planned parties. And um, and so I started with sorority parties is kind of how my story started. Um, and then that kind of evolved into weddings and all kinds of – it was just like one thing after another. Okay? I love that. Yeah. I didn't know that Sororities. fact about it's you. It's the best referral source Oh, for sure. I bet you it is. Okay. Yes. My brother was a DJ at sorority parties <laughs> and had great. a booming business. Oh, it's amazing. I had a yes. huge business. I yes. had a friend that I made a DJ. I had another friend that I made a security guy. I had another friend who was the bartender. I had a little mini empire. Yes, you did okay? have an great. empire, you diplomat you. It was great. <laughs> yes. So then I really did end up realizing that what I wanted to do was in hospitality. And so if you're going to do it, just do it the best way. Right. So I went and I sought out um, Rosewood Hotels and Resorts and Mm -hmm. I worked for them for quite a number of years, kind of on and off in different roles. Um, But that's really where I learned about five star service and how to treat someone um, in the proper way. And they actually take the time to teach you how to do all of those things. Um, And so that's kind of how this all started. And then I decided to formalize that training and go to the Washington School of Protocol. Now, let me ask you this, Julian, on that mm-hmm. real quick. Did you, in the hospitality stuff, 
were you somebody always able to be poised when maybe somebody's attacking you angrily or somebody's emotional? Were you always able to be poised to reply or did something like that teach you? Because I can only imagine that you have to be good at that doing that because you're going to people get mad all the time thinking you're ever and you can't get upset. Mm-hmm. Were you already like that or did you learn that? I was already like that because I had learned that actually from the sorority parties. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> makes total because sense. Because it's like really crazy behavior. Sure. Okay, yeah. right? Like we've all been there in college and it's really crazy and you're having to deal with kind of irate people who've had maybe a little too much to drink. Yeah. And, um, and so it gave me really good experience for for doing that i also come from um a pretty large family so Mm -hmm. there were seven of us um and my grandfather when we were growing up and Mm -hmm. so it's kind of rambunctious and and a little crazy and i've always been a little bit more in my head Mm -hmm. um and so i think that definitely um came across and and i was able to channel that in hospitality even even more so so you were well suited for this career yeah from the get-go from a natural perspective i didn't realize that i was but looking back now yes Hmm. It sounds like you were. Yeah. Uh, Heath's wondering if he can get some of those coping <laughs> techniques. <laughs> pause, my friend. Yes. Pause. And yes. walk away. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, pause, the pause is good. I would like to hear more about this, the school that you went to. Yes. Um, it, how did you find out about it? Mm-hmm. What, what did you learn? What was it about? So I have always obviously been interested in etiquette and protocol. Um, and so I did a lot of research. And this school kind of is the standout school in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, they help teach the State Department. They teach um, some staff at the White House. They teach a lot of people with the Pentagon and, and then major corporations as well. Um, and so I went to Washington, D.C., and we went through a whole, I think it was a seven-day course, um, and then you're certified at the end of that process. And then you can obviously continue on with additional certifications. But oh, wow. what was interesting to me about that, that process was I learned that the U.S. military um, actually is kind of the originator of protocol <laughs> um, and etiquette because the militaries interacting with other militaries needed some kind of system so that everybody knew how to do everything in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is really where it originated. And so pretty much every general in the U.S. military has a protocol office. And so depending on how high they are in the rank, um, they have a larger office or a smaller office to deal with where the flags go and how everyone should stand and who should stand where and and what's the protocol of of entrance. Um, So it's a lot of really interesting things that we don't think about um, because protocol really is about you don't think about it till it's broken. You don't think about it till it's broken or till, till something doesn't feel right. Till somebody doesn't put that flag at half staff when exactly. it should be, then right? it's everywhere. Exactly. Or like in my class there, um, the protocol officer for Boeing was there. And that's really important for Boeing because when they're selling a plane to another country and they hang the flag upside down, there's a problem. Like, right. are you going to sell any more airplanes to them? No. <laughs> so it's it's a very interesting thing that we don't think about but does exist all around us all the time. I think that that example is really important for people who think that things like following a protocol or or certain manners are outdated and fussy Mm -hmm. and um, uh, what's, I don't know if fussy is the word, but there's so sort of like, like, oh no, yeah, matronly or like, no, no, I'm just relaxed, you know, but Mm -hmm. I think there's a difference or perhaps you can be relaxed, both relaxed and And cool and follow protocol and make people feel comfortable. And And there's a very big difference, right? Like the protocol is something that never changes. 
okay? It's mm -hmm. not flexible every single time you do it the same way. Yeah. Etiquette changes in each situation, mm. right? So like in, let's take a wedding for example, right? Like in every wedding ceremony in pretty much every culture, it follows the same pattern, right? Like the bride walks down the aisle or the groom walks down the aisle, they get married, they walk back up the aisle and then there's a bunch of things that kind of happen in between, right? right. But the protocol of all of that is never changed. Okay. Right, but the right. etiquette of it for each culture or religion or wherever you may be um, changes. See, I never would have thought about those being different. I mean, I'm from East well, Texas. Because <laughs> etiquette, <laughs> protocol. Hey, I don't know. Good. I'm not very good. Well, at but, those but there are words. things. But there yeah. are certain things. For example, he's mm -hmm. from the South. I'm not. I'm from Idaho. My parents are from California. So that's a different mix of uh, a different mixture compared to him being, being from, from, the from, south. from the South. And there are certain things that that he does or that his family does that I'm sure I don't naturally do. Mm -hmm. And I think, oh, well, I need to get on board with that and vice yes. versa. And and it's not necessarily meaning that we don't want to follow protocol or don't have manners or etiquette. We're just not, not aware, aware of that's the way that things go there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it gets, you know. No, it's it gets, very it fascinating, gets, isn't it? Gets it gets interesting, yes. Yeah. Yes, so what's your recommendation to somebody who is listening to this and thinking, Oh, I don't know a lot of these things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, first of all, Hi, please you. go to my website <laughs> right. and take a look at the blog um, because it's all about, I'm really just trying to push out content that allows you to have an approachable, easy way to change something really quick in your life, right? Like you're not sitting down for a course that's five hours long, right? Yeah. Like you just need to read this article and if you take one thing away from it and you start practicing it in your life, you're doing better than you were yesterday. But that's what I love about your articles. They're not, you don't have to dedicate a whole day to read an article. No. Okay? It is good and he gets to the point and, and he gives you the practical thing real quick. It's not this like super thing going to take you two hours to yeah. do. No belabored points here. Yeah. Let's you, get to it. Since you know all of the protocols mm -hmm. and all of the etiquette points, does it ever get frustrating living in a world where other people aren't reciprocating that or when you walk into a meeting and there's certain things where you know it should be this way but it's not you know it, it i definitely used to be for sure okay like i think working in hotels even made me more so that way because like everything in hotels is very structured mm. and very like this is how it is and this is the way we do it and why do we do it this way because we've done it this way forever yeah you know <laughs> no change yeah. um but now it's a lot more um, freeing. Mm -hmm. I don't really love to tell people at dinner, in the middle of dinner, that I'm an etiquette or protocol expert. Oh, because they're all because then it just bejangles the hell totally. out of me. But I, all my friends do know that about me, uh -huh. and then they're a little nervous sometimes. And I'm like, look, it's an etiquette-free zone. Like I am not going to judge you, <laughs> but if you have a question about your fork, I'm happy to answer it. Yeah. Oh, that's like really that. nice, Julian. And that's why you still have friends. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're still my friend. If, <laughs> yeah, yeah. if a certain person, it's like going out to dinner with your, you know, a dietitian or something. Like that, you're like, like mm, oh, maybe you shouldn't be eating that. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't go to dinner with that person again. Yeah, exactly. Right. So you I know? really like that, but I also want to open the door that if we ever do anything, and you're like, whoa, Jenny and Heath, like you guys are way off base with this. Since we're friends, tell Don't us. Don't worry, I'll let yeah. you know. Okay. Just not in the middle of the meal. <laughs> yes. Well, no. I want to say I want to say something real quick because you actually triggered something in my mind when you mentioned yeah. uh, the mansion. Yes. Which uh, when my wife and I got married, we weren't able to take a an actual honeymoon, so we just spent a couple of nights at the mansion. Like mm. that was our kind of quasi honeymoon at that at that time. And um, it actually was a very um, 
uh, a very stark lesson in in hospitality in that every single person that was there knew me knew my wife mm-hmm. knew why we were there knew that we had just gotten married like said hello to us everybody addressed me my name and i think prior to that i thought about etiquette and hospitality and just being personable as something that you were either born with or you weren't you know like you were either good at it or you weren't and when mm-hmm. i when i look back at that at that experience i think all of that took a lot of work all, like they all had to learn who we were and they, they had were. to learn my face and they had to learn my wife's face and they had to learn about us it wasn't something that they were just born with yeah. it was something that they had to work at and so i think like a lesson for everybody listening now is like if all this stuff sounds hard it's just something that takes time it takes right? time it, it's, and it's, it's, it's but like, you can do it yeah because I mean, they could do it exactly and they do it every day right, right. Like that's I a culture say, like that's a culture repu- repetition strengthens and confirms mm-hmm. right like if you do it again and again and again and again then it's ingrained in the culture and there's i mean there's like 10 different meetings to get you to that place you know like right. they went over your name like at 10 different meetings before you even arrived mm-hmm. and there's all these notes and so i think hotels is a great place that we kind of expect service like that um but what's interesting i think is that other industries have really been embracing this kind of level of service take airlines for example Mm -hmm. have been really really working hard to kind of elevate their experience i mean they do they really do we're all in there we're crammed in (laughs) right yes but it, it's it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more work than people think. And I think it's interesting to think about your business. So so you talked about okay, they had ten meetings, you know, to to learn the names and things like that. How much of a standout could your business be if you started making it the goal to know people's names? Exactly. Holy cow! I mean, it makes a huge difference. Bar Method is one fitness studio that I go to, and mm-hmm. I I've gone back. Like, why do I love it? I think it could be because they know my name when I walk in. Yes. Aww. And you feel like you there's know? a sense of yeah. community. Yeah. yeah. Right? So you're like, oh my God, I felt special here. I'm going to go back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, it's, it's very interesting. What can our listeners do to help support you? Where, where, what are things that you are offering that you do that our listeners could help support you on? Yeah. I mean, I think please obviously go and read the blog Um, and then you can sign up for the newsletter also I push all the content on social media um, at Dapper Diplomat um, on Instagram and um, and then there's also some free downloads so there's lots and lots of information online courses are about to come okay Um, so great yeah that's kind of the next thing you see you can learn at home in your pajamas um, how to hold your fork properly and that's all on your website it is all on my website at dapperdiplomat.com Okay, and they can find you on all the social medias where you'll be handing out free tips and stuff as well, I guess? Exactly. Absolutely. So it kind of just breaks everything down and digs into all of the blogs a little bit more. You are awesome. Julian, thank you for coming in. You're so welcome. Thank you, guys. Next time I'm going to have a really on-point introduction for you. Oh, (laughs) I appreciate it. I feel like I was all over the place because there's so many things I love about him, but next time it's going to be very specific. Okay, I've thoroughly enjoyed it as well. I think these are type of things that are very good for people to use in their business and personal lives. Mm -hmm. Some of the, you know, maybe you're not somebody that is doing stuff with the diplomats anywhere, right? But it's like the simple things of... Working on learning people's names, working on the introductions, you know, for instance, I think are very simple things that could help people in this world in a big, big way. Exactly. Just listening. Absolutely. (laughs) So where can they find you at, Jenny? JennyAnchondo.com on Instagram, JennyAnchondo. Same thing with Facebook and Twitter is TV. And the Second Shot Podcast has an Instagram account. Yeah. Yes. Check it out. Um, We have our 90-year-old 
listener featured Joyce. on there right now. Yeah. Joyce is up there. Joyce yes. is great. Yeah. Oh, Joyce. It's a man's up my turn? Yeah. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, so at Apple Zackintosh on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash group slash second shot. Join the conversation. Join the show. Share it on Facebook. We love you. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can find me at Matt Stoker one on Instagram. Give me that social media shout out, everybody. Go yeah. check out pictures of my puppy. It's great. It's a lovely, <laughs> it's a lovely Instagram to follow. If you like. I hope you all guys go to his blog and go to the Dapper Diplomat. Look it up. Follow him. This is gonna be some good stuff. I think everybody needs to learn. Ed Heathos ignorance on fire as always on all of the um, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn as my life, my wife likes to oh, laugh about. Um, LinkedIn. I love y'all. See y'all next time. <laughs> Destination for premium talk radio.